Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know what, Jordan? Hmm. I'm having uh, carbonated water. And Go on. It's making me mildly irpy. Oh, man. I have a mild irpiness. Sure. I think that'll be great for the podcast. Because it adds an element of surprise. Sure, exactly. And grossness. <laughs> Surprising grossness. How do you think it ranks relative to chewing on microphone in terms of listener outrage if I start burping on microphone? I mean, okay, probably probably above chewing on microphone, mm-hmm. but below saying something disparaging about Doctor Who. That makes about that yeah. makes about the so right in the middle, sense. roughly in the middle. We made fun of adult Disney enthusiasts last week, <laughs> <laughs> and by we, I mean Dana Gould did. Well, I was on board <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to disagree with the two of you. <laughs> oh. Hey, they look great in those denim jackets covered in pins. Let me. I nothing wanna... says fuckability. <laughs> I I want to bring I'm not I am less confused by those people than the people who go to costume day at Disneyland where it's like goth day sure. or like dress up day there's one every year they have fancy dress up day mm-hmm. at Disneyland and uh, a dozen people email me the photographs of fancy dress up day and say you should put this on put this on but they're like they're like Victorian dandies I mean, it runs the gamut. Sure. I mean, it's whatever. These people don't have multiple sets of clothes. You know what I mean? Like, it's just some wedding clothes and some stuff they got at a thrift store and some stuff. There's got to be some steampunk shit in there, too, right? Absolutely. Okay. No, I mean, it's it's significantly lower on the coherence scale for a group of overdressed people than the tweed run. Which is where people wear tweed outfits and ride bicycles. Mm -hmm. The tweed run, I'm often impressed at how coherent everyone looks and how it looks like people may actually wear those clothes in other contexts successfully. Mm -hmm. Let's introduce our guest. (laughs) He has something important to say. Uh, He's one of our most beloved repeat guests on the program, a a comedian, a television comedy writer, uh, Mr. Nick Adams. Hi, Nick. Hey, guys. What's up? How are we? We're talking about Disneyland. Here's the thing about this this tweed. Is that a real thing? Tweed run? Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. Do they run anywhere near any significant body of water? They ride They ride bicycles. Do they ride their bicycles past any significant naturally occurring bodies of water? The River Thames? And nobody is not... There, there isn't like a, a whole mob of people laying in wait to push every one of those guys into the lake. Because <laughs> that's what I would do. The jock run is yeah. a concurrent event. Right. The tweed one starts at 2. Jock push kicks <laughs> off at 2.15. Yeah. <laughs> Get about halfway. You're like nice and sweaty in your tweed outfit and then right into the crick. Yeah. I, um, I just don't like... The part about going – I don't – I have no problem with people going to Disneyland. I'm not a huge Disneyland lover. 
But I went to Disneyland as a kid. Sure. When my son's old enough to appreciate going to Disneyland, we'll go down there once a year, once every other year. You know what I mean? We stopped by California Adventure. I don't know if I'd go that far, but uh, the presence of a Patrick Warburton-voiced character certainly <laughs> speaks <laughs> speaks positively of it. Sure. Um, I I just... You can have the world's worst margarita. Yeah. It's something on the sign that says world's worst margarita. Oh, it says that? No, it doesn't. Adventure? It's very bad, though. It's one of the worst things I've ever drank. Really? Yeah. Where'd you, where'd you order that? Uh, there's, like a, there's like a Mexico land. Oh. <laughs> in California land? Yeah. There are sub lands. There's so many things Cali- that are upsetting me about that whole statement. <laughs> Is California land still a dis- classified as a disaster? Uh, no, I think it's fun now. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you do in California There's land? a fun... Toy Story ride that is also a video game. So is it's that a ride the one where you where you uh, pile up points. Yes, it's very fun. They were just talking about that on Stop Podcasting Yourself. Oh, it's great. Wait a minute. There's a Mexico land inside of California land mm-hmm. that has a Toy Story ride that's also a video game. Oh, that's in like Boardwalk Funland. Did you slip me PCP on the driveway? <laughs> <laughs> I did. Nick and I carpooled. I dosed him. When you say when you say that you drove over here. Jordan gave you some PCP and you carried the car. Right, right, right. <laughs> Nick, I'm out of gas. I this is the I like either, yeah. lamest dad version of training day ever. Like instead of murdering anybody, <laughs> I just get high and do a podcast and go home and tuck my kids into bed. Okay, so at California Land, yeah. they have flying through the air with Putty from Seinfeld. Sure. Which I support wholeheartedly. I support anything that Patrick Warburton is involved in. Yeah. I, the tick. Since Patrick Warburton was on The Sound of Young America some years ago, and I discovered that he is exactly like Patrick Warburton in real life mm. um, and has a, a perfect self-comfort and confidence and a total lack of self-awareness. Um, which does, he is to a, say, does he have a Jesus fish on his car? I, I, I presume he did. He is a an exceptionally nice like he's the guy that he appears to be on TV when he's playing a version of that character that's not. Shady. I kind of, I kind of love that though. Like, I, so do I. It's great. I. It's the way to go. The and, show that I work on now, the show Minute Work. Um, J.K. Simmons, who every you know, oh, sure. he's the dad in Juno. He's in those farmers commercials, but he's incredible in everything, comedy, drama. He he's has a small recurring role. He walks on the set, and you like stand up. Yeah. You're like, excuse, hello, sir. You know, like. Mr. Excuse, Jameson, Yeah, sir. he is that <laughs> I'll guy. I'll have that story on your desk by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I didn't give you a story. Uh, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. I'll do a rewrite. Whatever you say, sir. He yes, like has we will, that. We will do our best to defame <laughs> that that uh, dastardly Spider-Man. Yeah. But he, it's like you said, he, like he's a version of that guy. And it's like sort of like. He makes you want to expose Spider-Man for the menace he really is. Mm-hmm. Chopping on th- the cigar. You think that all, you think that. I think I've said this on the, on the, um, on the podcast before. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, for when Spider-Man came out and J, uh, and J.K. Simmons was J. Jonah Jameson, the, um, the, uh, J. Jonah Jameson action figure advertised, uh, now with desk pounding action. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of a kid wanting to, like, push a little button to pound the door. Anyway. With regard to Disneyland and theme days, Mm -hmm. it's too much for me. Yeah. I can't. I don't want. I mean, come on. No one's making you good. What what are you mad about? Oh, you're (laughs) mad about people sending you pictures of it. You don't even want to see pictures of it. I don't want to see pictures of it. I don't want. Just go to Disneyland. (laughs) Or dress up. You don't want to know that somewhere adult nerds are having fun. 
No, the they, knowledge of that is upsetting to I, you. I want them to have their own fun. Yeah. I want them to create a fun thing. Mm-hmm. I, I would much rather adult nerds go to a park and LARP. <laughs> which they do. Which they do. Sure. Then go to Disneyland. Like, I feel like if you're going to go to someone else's thing, you know what I mean? Sure. It's fine. If you're going to be a consumer, be a consumer. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, you know, it's fine. It's totally fine. You want them to be somewhere where that their tax dollars are paying for. I just don't want them to pretend like it's it's funny or... <laughs> sure. It's like, you know what I mean? Like Or clever. It's not. Well, it has the yeah. two things have nothing. If you want to dress up in like old timey clothes and go to like Colonial Williamsburg, <laughs> all right, that makes that has that kind yeah. of. If you want to like dress up goth and go watch Morrissey at Hollywood Forever Cemetery, that kind of goes together. <laughs> but right. you can't just take two things and slap them together. Sure, it definitely is the like we're freaking out the square, right, right uh, thing that is so obnoxious. Yeah. The only though, I, I think uh, that there is like a gay family day at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. That one I'm for. Sure. Because yeah. you know, that's nice. It's like a, it's a family activity and if you're in a if you're in a gay family, mm-hmm. you know, you like to have an opportunity to be in yeah. a context where there's a lot of other families like yours, which is mm-hmm. an unusual opportunity. What about gay, gay family. steampunk families? Yeah, no, I I think gay. I think both of them should go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Under the gay That's umbrella just... <laughs> though. There shouldn't be a separate steampunk day under in a gay minivan. The two families should ride in the same <laughs> right, minivan, right. The or the same dirigible. Yeah. Or the same dirigible. Yeah, <laughs> Kia makes a gay minivan. Yeah, is it the Sorrento? I believe it's, <laughs> it's the, the Sorrento. Sorrento. <laughs> the Kia Sorrento. Yeah. Um, like, but I think everybody should have to have like a gay. Like this country shat on homosexuals in right. such a massive, massive way. It's literally the least that we could do is like to make oh, it, have Disney day. World a day. Have a day at the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. Just have a day. But none of these things are official. Where you get an ice cream Sunday right? in, yeah. uh, in, a, in a helmet, a batting helmet. That'll be $20 for parking. Yeah. I think when Gay Day at Disneyland became news, yeah. it was because there was some uh, fundamentalist Christians groups opposing it. Yeah. And their uh, and Disney's typically robust defense was, "Ain't nothing we can do." <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just opened the doors and the gays came tumbling in. <laughs> queers will be queers. We 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 waved the uh, metal detecting wand over them, yeah. and it didn't te- detect anything explicitly gay. Yeah, you know, all these erections cannot... are made out of wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were no steel erections. No steel erections. Well, I mean, and this is the typical. You can't ask these people to be logical because of who they are. But they're just going to Disney World. It's not going to be a fuck fest. Like, they're they're not doing anything gay at Disney World except for just being gay. What are you upset about? R.E. fuck fests at Disneyland. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I'm from Orange County. I I can speak to this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we, growing up, I mean, we had, like, we had, like, annual passes. We had, like, California resident annual Mm -hmm. pass. And, like, you know, we'd just kind of go for the... You know, go for Sunday, right? Kind of, kind of mess around, and definitely like they have those really good chili cheese fries. I'll just uh, <laughs> right, yeah, over. exactly. Uh, ha ha, make a wish, kids. <laughs> who this was their one wish before dying, <laughs> right? I'm fucking around on a Sunday. Um, uh, this is something that I I still feel like I missed out on was some second basing on Splash Mountain. Uh, you're kind of familiar with how how the Splash Mountain ride is set up, right? Like you can. 
It's basically one person has their legs spread and the other person sits back into their mm-hmm. crotch. Uh, Hold on. Yeah. I've never been on split. I'm not It's a- like luge style, basically. Yeah. It's a f- log flume, correct? Sure. We're talking about a flume? Yeah, with all the charm of the uh, of the old South, of Jim Crow era, <laughs> of the Jim Crow era South. <laughs> is it Song of the South themed? It's Br'er Rabbit themed. Oh, okay. So, yes, it so, is. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so, you know, definitely that was the original Splash Mountain had that set up and definitely a, a lot of my peer group, a lot of their first, second, and I don't think I'm speaking out of school when I say third basing happened on Splash Mountain. They listened to old school hip hop performed by two white guys on Splash Mountain. <laughs> right. That's what they did. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> All of those, you know, those pictures that they take when you're going down a... yeah. They all have the gas face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Thank gas you. Face. Third base, yeah. folks. There's Third base. eight Jordan Jesse Go listeners chuckling yeah. <laughs> just a little bit. And, and tens of thousands looking <laughs> right. looking with consternation at their phone, <laughs> wishing right. that it would give them a clue. <laughs> um, Here's the clue. B-A-S-S. Yes. Yeah. Yes. To the internet, all of you. And um, uh, anyway, I was I was a late bloomer. Girls wise, so I never got to got the chance to. I, uh, I just assumed you meant penis wise. <laughs> yeah, my penis was uh, was sheathed was for a pre- while. It was prepubescent <laughs> until you were sure sixteen years old, and then boom, pow! <laughs> Literally bloomed. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it started attracting bees, which was weird. <laughs> but the butterflies were kind of beautiful. Sure, exactly. Well, it's my you know, it's my duty to. Help pollinate the world. Hey, um, hell of a stamen, big guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so Man, yeah, so I never, up. I never did any second, third basing on Splash Mountain, and uh, so second base is just like under the first shirt. base is kissing. First base is kissing. I guess here's my here's my regional base system. I I'll think lay that's out for you. Uh, so far. I'm, I think I'm in agreement. First base kissing. Yes. Uh, uh, second base, anything kind of involving the breasts. Yes. Uh, under the shirt, at least. Yeah, it's the uh, goal. Yeah, and then third base is anything where a hand stimulates a genital. It's a pretty good summary. Yeah. It's so, works, works so well. I mean, there's some, you know, it, there's it's problematic, but I think all of the, no matter what your base system is, there's a problem. With Let's it. say you are an enterprising young fifteen year old, mm-hmm. and you have your finger in a young girl's butt. For instance. <laughs> For instance, let's yeah. just say, is that just still third base? Because that's more advanced. Then no, that's worse than kissing. <laughs> By worse, I mean not as cool. That's like Wait, a walk. That's a ground out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a uh, yeah. It's a ground rule. Ground rule double. Yeah. Pass ball. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, but uh, the last time I was at Disneyland, they have now added separators onto Splash Mountain, like so boner e- separators. Yeah, boners to uh, to to do distance the genitals of the riders. Yeah. So, I mean, even now, if I was to to go to Disneyland with a special someone, it would be really hard for me to finger blast them. Man alive. I'll tell you what. My dad loves Disneyland. Mm-hmm. He he uh he grew up largely in Kansas City but moved to Los Angeles um in the mid 1950s as a 13-year-old. And uh the year he moved to Los Angeles was the year that Disneyland opened. And so he went to Disneyland all the time throughout his teenage years. And uh, he still loves Disneyland a lot to this day. 
And um, I forgot what I was going to say about my dad. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good. Uh, <laughs> that you like love anecdote. him. That you love him a lot. I love my dad. Oh, here's what it is. Um, I mean, he, first of all, he he has a lot of weird early Disneyland stories that all involve Tom Sawyer Island. Mm-hmm. All involve going to Tom Sawyer Island and then getting kicked out of Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first thing. I think they got kicked out of Disneyland the first week of yeah. Disneyland. I like how Disneyland still has like remnants of 50s shit. Like, yeah. there's still Tom Sawyer Island. Like, <laughs> yes. that's still a thing. I think that's one of the best Is there, the like, just a random slave there who just doesn't know? <laughs> like, there's just one guy deep in the heart of, like, what? How long ago? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> there's just a, a Japanese soldier comes out <laughs> yeah. of a, huh? Yeah. Too many gays. <laughs> okay, so. The, the Enchanted Tiki Room. My dad. my Speaking of delightful 50s racism. <laughs> my dad and family. Um, would go to Disneyland periodically when I was a kid because my father's parents lived in Orange County. And when I was 13, 14-ish, my father's disability was certified. So my father has post-traumatic stress disorder and is 100% disabled uh, in the eyes of the state of California and in the eyes of anyone who's ever tried to work with him. Um, this is uh, Vietnam. This is Vietnam. Yeah, and uh, he. So he is. You know, he has disabled license plates and disabled everything. Everything about him is disabled. <laughs> <laughs> A disabled garlic press. And at Disneyland, for the longest time, if you were disabled, they would put you at the front of the line. Mm-hmm. And that was fucking great. Sure. Sweet. That was. Amazing. Now, I'll grant you, was this system designed for people with mobility disabilities <laughs> who couldn't stand in line? Yes. That having been said, did you want to be around my dad after 45 minutes of standing in line? No. Was this related to his disability? Yes. Directly. <laughs> Absolutely. You're talking about 45 minutes to two hours in the hot Orange, Cal- Orange County sun since it's California, we can with, all agree that there's always going to be a fair amount of Asians with there. A <laughs> with a <man. laughs> we don't want, we don't know what's going to set this guy off. Sure. You're talking about 90 minutes in a large group of people with a man who believes himself at all times to be surrounded by danger. Mm-hmm. It's not, he's not wrong in that situation. But I, there's enough people around you. Somebody's dangerous. Yeah, a churro cart could go up at any second. <laughs> so I had when I was. Seven, eight years old, my dad didn't yet have this disability and or didn't he had the dis- he certainly had the disability. But he didn't have the he didn't have the certification. Mm-hmm. And he, didn't, he hadn't taken the test yet. Exactly. That's where they clap behind you and they see if you punch into the air. <laughs> Pass. Get me out of here. Um, that's where they have a Safeway truck drive past your front window and see if you flip the fuck out. Just a, just an old version of this is another version of the old Brady Bunch gag in the courtroom. It's the same thing. Well, I don't know that old gag. There's a guy that is suing Mike Brady and has whiplash, mm-hmm. and then Mike Brady comes up with the brilliant idea of like knocking his briefcase off the table, and the guy oh. spins around immediately, signifying that he does not. In- Indeed, have with ha <laughs> zingo. So, as a little tiny kid, Disneyland is obviously is transporting and magical, and uh, 
you know, you're not worried about how long you have to wait in line right. for Star Tours. You're about to meet Star Wars that has Pee Wee Herman in it. <laughs> it. But what does that have to do with Disney? It just seems like there's just – Tom know. Sawyer has nothing to do with Disney. There's a Disney Tom Sawyer movie in the 60s. But you, That's you what Jordan's talking about. Yeah. It's just okay. all this shit listen, that's thrown Listen in. to what I'm trying to say here. Then it was yeah, Disneyland is just a great a great little time capsule. I mean not I mean so much of it has been redone, but there are still little glimmers of the lame shit 50s kids were into right. like like coonskin caps. <laughs> sure. So from 19 pop guns from the age of 12 when I I guess pop guns are pretty cool. When my dad got... <laughs> yeah, I love that you had to go back and make you know sure what? that was on record. I was like thinking about pop guns. <laughs> you know what, like, America? You know what? <laughs> Never mind. From the age of 12 till a few years ago, mm-hmm. I had been to Disneyland numerous times, you know, six, eight times, always with my dad, never had to wait in line, always had a good time. Then I went with my in-laws. Mm-hmm. My dad wasn't there. I had to wait in line. It was a fucking nightmare. Fucking <laughs> in-laws, man. You have to wait... You have to wait in line like an hour and a half to ride one of these shitty rides. Here's what I think. Here's what I think you're not appreciating. Here's what I think Disneyland does. The speed pass? Better. Well, yeah, speed. Yeah, fast pass. Fucking uh, upselling you. Yeah, right? Here's what I think Disneyland does better than anybody else. And every time I go to another theme park thing that does this worse, I'm always fucking pissed. Disneyland, the line tells a story. You <laughs> get true. backstory from the line, and it's like the. You know, the the ride is like the third act to a movie. <laughs> right. Uh, in California Adventure, there's a there's a ride called Tower of Terror. It's Twilight Zone themed. And you get – as you go through the line, Again. you get this little story of a haunted hotel. It's Walt, really cool. Walt Disney's Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. Walt, Walt Disney presents. Wonderful world of <laughs> yeah. a zone of terror. Can't you just see Tinkerbell going ding? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then a giant eyeball comes through a door. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I like that. Every t- Like, oh, man, there's a uh, – at Universal Studios, there's a Jurassic Park ride, which is the biggest fucking waste, yeah. of, a, waste of a ride. I mean, there's no back – there's hardly any backstory in the line. Are there dinos? There's dinos, but they're okay. They're just kind of lame. I, I Every time I ride it, I kind of just wish that it was at Disneyland and, you know. We're really there was missing- a, They played a video that featured um, – oh, gosh, who's the guy who played um, Jerry's Enemy – Oh, on, um, uh, Seinfeld. Oh, uh, Newman. Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Yeah, yeah I yeah. wish there was a little intro video that featured Wayne Knight, who's like, or just come on, I'm Universal, shutting down the fences, splurge, and just like every second, every first Sunday, Wayne Knight is there. Sure, just, you know. absolutely, he puts you on the ride. Yeah. He tells you to, he tells you to put your, put your glasses in your purses. Yeah, I kind of feel like now that I've been on Star Tours mm-hmm. at Disneyland, yeah. I feel like. All rides should have Pee Wee Herman. Sure, it doesn't Is have that it. Off doesn't base? have it anymore. What? Yeah, C three PO leads it now. You're fucking shitting me. They I'm got rid not. of Pee Wee. Yeah, Pee Wee's done. They had Pee Wee and they got rid of him. They did. They ditched him. Why did I even have a childhood? Apparently, Why did I bother? Apparently, the robot was masturbating too much. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been. I've never been to Disney World. Uh, land or world? I've been to land is in Florida, correct? That's, uh, that's world. Well, that's world. world I've been to Florida. world. Yeah, land. Is I have here. not been to land. Hmm. I did not care for a world um, because of the reasons we've talked about before. But I feel bad in retrospect because I greatly enjoyed Sea World. But now that I've seen the Blackfish, mm. I know that that makes me a horrible, terrible human being. Although I don't know if I saw the Killer Whale show. 
Are I the other remember. parts of so I have not seen Blackfish. This I'm not, this is not something that I Blackfish want is a, to see. Yeah, I don't want to see it either. Blackfish is a documentary. I'm just like I'll just take everyone's you. word for it and hate SeaWorld. Yeah. I'm I'm fine with just yeah. hating it on everyone else's recommendation. It's a documentary about uh uh an orca or killer whale in SeaWorld that's mm-hmm. murderous. And crazy, <laughs> crazy bad shit. 1995 mob deep Scary. <laughs> like when you were really afraid of gangster rap. That's what this killer whale was like. <laughs> when gangster rappers were actually shooting people, not like so this having like flavored waters and headphones. So this so this uh so this orca pulled out a gun during a showing of Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. Tattoo across his belly. Sure. No, he was just he, he was crazy. He like killed multiple people, and then you find out that they keep him in these little basically bathtubs sure. at night, and it, it's and they blast right of the Valkyries mm-hmm. into the tank, and they show them <laughs> images of atomic bombs. They going. cry their eyeballs yeah, open. Sure. And I'm not I'm not an animal rights activist by any stretch of the imagination, but it's you're the, not a killer whale either. We should explain. We sh- while we, we were a- driving here and you were on PCP, you while, told me to swerve and hit a raccoon. We should explain that I actually am a killer whale. <laughs> this is not a joke. Uh, my wife, uh, his Native American, uh, my father-in-law's tribes are uh, Clinkett and Niska, both uh, like Alaskan Native tribes, and I was adopted into my father-in-law's tribe. There are wow. two clans. There are ravens, which is my wife's clan, and there are killer whales, which <gasps> is my clan. So I am. Did you get powers? Uh, not yet. They haven't oh. come. It's like Teen Wolf. Like when you get to a certain age, sure, then sure. your powers come. So I haven't gotten my powers yet. But I actually am a killer whale, but yeah. Oh, I was just wondering if... if so the, conflict of interest. Yes. In summary, yeah. conflict I of should yeah. say for the record, you I recuse cannot, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if the animal cruelty extended to the other animals. Like, are they are they making the penguins murderous? What about the dugongs? <laughs> <laughs> the, the walruses and the dolphins seem to be adjusting. Okay. I think it's just a size thing. I mean, it's, sure. it's literally like they have these... And that Tilikum was like a massive, massive, even for a killer whale. Mm-hmm. I think he was like a giant killer whale. And they, you know, they they can't let them have the whole pool all night, right. you know, so they just put them in like a closet, basically. The, I think up. the question is, when you're talking about housing an animal that big, especially if you need uh, clear material, it's going to be difficult for you to build an enclosure that's large enough. The only answer is going to be, Transparent aluminum. If anybody who's seen Star <laughs> sure. Trek Four knows, um, I definitely am am part of the part of that part of that weird thing. I am someone who can watch, you know, the most pornographically violent movie. Mm-hmm. I can play a I can play a Grand Theft Auto, but I am now to the point where I cannot handle animals getting hurt in things. Mm-hmm. It's upsetting. So, like the cove is just out of the question. Will not you. watch a cove. Yeah. I will not watch a cove. I had, to st- I had to watch, stop watching Justified. There was a season, like season two or three of Justified. I loved Justified. I thought it was great. Lots of people were getting mm-hmm. murdered. And then it had like a little kid that was in danger. Oh, I was sure. like, ah! Yeah. And I had to stop watching. Also, it's just a cheat. It's like threaten a child. It's like like the toughest, thuggiest. Ooh, it's a kid. Come on. It's like the pay it forward thing. Oh, you gave the kid cancer. Fuck you and fuck this movie. Like, that's so easy to do. <laughs> yeah, I like, consider justified the uh, pay it forward of contemporary Western television programs. Justified currently in its 13th season, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Justified is great, by the way. I hear good things about Justified. Justified is There's great. There's too much TV, man. Can't watch it all. 
Every now and then someone recommends a show and I'm just like, I'm, I'm not watching it. You're like, sorry. I'm, I'm, so, I'm just not watching it. I'm watching House Hunters International Yeah, right I can't now. squeeze <laughs> that in. These people want an open concept and granite countertops and I don't have time for your shit right now. <laughs> yeah, someone needs to call HBO and tell them to cool it. Hey, HBO. Slow down. Cool it. Slow down. People can, are busy. Can I ask you, I have to ask you guys a question. Sure. Have you guys ever read... Do you guys ever read the style section of the New York Times? Every now and then, even accidentally. Every no, I feel like sometimes, sometimes it'll something will go around because it's like bonkers and people want to make fun of it. I, I am sincerely baffled. Maybe that's the trends section. Anyway, that's the style section. It's okay. full of trend pieces. Okay. Um, is there a trends section? There's no. They have the style pieces. Okay. There's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of real estate. Mm-hmm. Got your real estate stuff. You got your. There's not a lot of. Uh, here's the thing. There are these real estate articles that are just following a cute young couple, but the cute young couple is always trying to fit a house into their budget, mm-hmm. and their budget is always two or three million, but they go for four, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it always enrages me. But then there was one that was about this girl who went to Columbia, NYU. She oh, went I to think, NYU. I think I've seen this. And she moved out of student housing because it was too noisy. She wanted to find her own place. And that enraged me. <laughs> Everything in the entire New York Times style section sure. enrages me. Is it? Yeah. What? So what is it? That, that seems like every time someone... Someone is sending those around to say, look at this. It's always like rich dicks not realizing they're rich dicks. I think, How is it so toned? I think it's the tone. The, I think the problem is this. Mm-hmm. The New York Times is very careful about its house tone, right? Mm-hmm. It has a style and it sticks to the style. Among other things, it calls everyone Mr. Mm-hmm. and Ms. What's it, whatever. Yeah. And so that style is built for telling a story about John Kerry negotiating, a, you know, a Syrian peace deal. Sure. That guy deserves to be called Mr. It is not built for telling a story about some of New York's mm-hmm. many rich people doing awful rich people things. Mm-hmm. It's fine to tell us that Chloe wants a building with a doorman. <laughs> but Ms. Such and Such. Right. We don't need that. <laughs> yeah. Columbia University Junior Chloe Feinstein is looking for a nice uh, two-bedroom near the park. That's yeah. fine. With easy access to a lot of gluten-free options. Sure. Chloe, that we, that person is Chloe. That's not Mrs. Feinstein. I have a generally a really hard time with all aspirational media. Hmm. Almost all media is aspirational because of the fact that it's supported by advertisers. Sure. And advertisers want to advertise in an aspirational environment because and if you are in an aspirational environment, it means you will spend your money mm-hmm. to try and upgrade your life to be more like the things you aspire to, yeah. right? So are you just going to go full Duck Dynasty now and just only watch – Duck Dynasty is aspirational. Is it? Those guys that's are crazy they rich. tell you about how rich they are all the time. Oh, huh. Yeah, those that's, guys are crazy rich. That's the whole thing. Duck Dynasty, they found a way to make aspirational television for, for I'm going to say regular Joes. <laughs> for just plain folks. Mm-hmm. Sure. With traditional values and opinions. Yep. 
about how happy black people were before the civil rights era. <laughs> you know, a regular Joe opinion. Mm-hmm. Sure. To John be, Q. Lunchbox. To be fair, Nick, they sang a lot. They and, sang a lot. And it wasn't the it blues. It was not the blues. Yeah. Everybody was happy. Everybody was in a good mood. <gasps> Holy shit! He really said that to a reporter! <laughs> I'm just going to stop that, the I tape. Read, I read that article. I read that article, um, that that whole thing. And one of the, I mean, I mean, it, the whole thing's fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's totally bonkers. But the, and you can tell that the guy writing the piece knew it was, I mean, obviously he's a right. I think Drew McGarry or something He's a right yeah. thinking person. Mm-hmm. So he's of not course a he would hear this <laughs> and be, be totally baffled by why this person saying these crazy things is a celebrity. It's crazy. It's totally crazy. But just because the piece was what it was, the narrative of it was the writer learning, the writer realizing that he grew up privileged and by the end kind of understood the pleasures of this simple life where they, you know, would go out and shoot a crossbow at some cans. (laughs) And at the end, I'm like, wait, but the story of this is... (laughs) That's not the story. Guy meets meets people who he thinks are crazy... But by the end, wants to be one of them. That seems irresponsible to me too. Like, why does the story of that have to be? Guy realizes that hey, maybe this is a way to live. Anyway. It's it's basically what what certain people. I'm not gonna. What what has happened in the media landscape is basically it. It wasn't me defense. Yeah, you know the old Eddie Murphy joke, which Shaggy or whoever turned into a song, like. You're caught cheating, and your response is to say, it wasn't me. But I saw you. It wasn't me. You said something horrible, horrible. Hey, no, it's just a, it's a gotcha question. It's uh, religious freedoms. I was. It's basically it wasn't me. It's like, no, no, no. That dude copped to it, though. Oh, sure. That dude never backed down. <laughs> the whole time he never backed down. Yeah. He and his buddies were like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Black people were happy before civil rights movement. <laughs> they were happy. Seemed like it. No, they were more Christian. <laughs> well, they were speaking their minds, Jesse. We're just speaking our mind. Oh my God! First the Amendment. Worst. First Amendment. <sighs> anyway, doesn't that guy? Doesn't the guy who wrote that feel like a chump? That by the end he has to make them out to be the heroes of this thing. Anyway, his it's his job. I know you can't write a takedown piece in GQ. That's not That's what GQ thing. is he, for. The reason he's successful at that is because those people are successful at grafting compelling narratives onto. Five minutes they spent with a celebrity. Yeah, a weird lunch they had with. Uh, yeah, sure. But it's like if Tom you, Brady's girlfriend. If you are, you know, one of these today, you know, morning show hosts, and you sit down with with the president, and it's like this is going to be pretty light. We're going to ask you some like questions about whatever. If the kids, it, we're going to ask you what yeah, the kids are up to. A lot to. about Bo. Sure. You know? <laughs> and the president just out of nowhere is like, and then you know when we start this war with Iran, this shit is going to be. Well, hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I had no desire to talk to you about Iran. So here, but uh, I gotta so follow your up. Wife <laughs> taught Jimmy Fallon how to yeah. do the hustle, huh? Yeah. You, can't, you can't skip over that. What? And if you sit down with a guy to talk about his reality shows and his duck calls, and it turns out he's an idiot, sure, like that has to be the story, correct? Yeah. Like, I don't know. You don't want to lose your. Posh job writing for GQ. I but get it. but the Nick, the GQ audience hates those people. Nick, you're 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 like you're not even forty years old. I'm pushing forty one. You're only forty one years old. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Your orca powers will be setting in any <laughs> yeah. day now. 
Your My dorsal <laughs> fin will flop over. <laughs> You'll become murderous. Yeah. Nick, what do you know about what it was like for blacks before <laughs> the civil rights movement? I, You're born in 1972. 73. 1973. It's just easy street At already. best. <laughs> at best, the black power movement. <laughs> at best. Eyes on the Prize was a work of fiction. It was directed by Oscar Micheaux in his later years. Those were all actors. Oh, man. What an idiot. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hey guys, it's me, Jesse. I want to take a second to tell you about a conference that we're trying to get off the ground called Make Your Thing. Here's the deal. Basically, my entire adult life has been dedicated to trying to find a way in business terms to create a life built around creativity. Um, you know, I, I had a vision for a creative thing that I wanted to do, and, and I had to dedicate so much effort to trying to find a way to build a business to support that. I, I learned a lot al along the way and, and made a lot of friends who knew a lot about it along the way, but there really wasn't much support network for folks like that. So I wanted to create this conference called Make Your Thing that brings together people who are trying to do small-scale creative work and companies who are engaged with people who are trying to do small-scale creative work in one place at one time so they can all get together and share secrets and connect and make friends and do all of the things that people in every other industry do all the time. Um, it's going to be in October in Los Angeles. We have a totally amazing lineup of speakers and presenters, like real geniuses of a thousand different creative fields. We have uh, Jay Allison, who's um, you know one of the inspirations for This American Life and created this, I believe, for NPR and is the producer of The Moth for uh, PRX. Um, probably the greatest genius of independent public radio. Uh, we have Kate Beaton, who's uh, one of the great web comics creators. She's the creator of the comic Hark a Vagrant. Um, we have an independent butcher. We have uh, television writers, Jane Espenson. We have Chris Gethard, the great comedian, our, our pal Merlin Mann from the world of blogging and podcasting. Vernon Reed from Living Color, for goodness sake. Um, a totally amazing, amazing lineup of folks. And I think the people who come to this are going to be even more amazing. It's not expensive. It's only 400 bucks. Um, which, you know, is half the price or a third of the price of uh, something equivalent that's not for indies. Uh, and uh, I think you should get your tickets now because we have a 30-day Kickstarter and uh, there's only like three weeks left. So go to makeyourthing.la. That's makeyourthing.la to get your tickets now. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Joining in the rape box, Nick Repeat Adams. Wait, what did you call this? This is the rape box. Yeah. Yeah. Just the soundproof box. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of Westlake. <laughs> or podcasting 
podcastatorium. Slash. That's more fun. That's more fun. Let's go with podcastatorium. Let's go with podcastatorium. Patent pending. You could. One that sounds like less less like the name of a nightmare. Prefab <laughs> podcast box. It is. Podcasts are popping up all over the landscape. They're, they've correct? never been hotter. Never they've been hotter. Never been hotter. Literally never. Just give the measurements, you know, bang it out. Give us four to six months to construct it and ship it out to you, you to know, your place in Chicago. Nick, you know that this is a prefab box that we're sitting in right now, literally. That's what I'm saying. So you're saying we should buy them from the company that makes no, prefab I'm boxes say, and then resell but them. But are they branded as podcast boxes? Oh, that's a good question. That's no, what I'm I saying. It's all about the branding. Branded as – You it, think Pringles invented chips? That's no, they point. tube I mean, those what fuckers. What we can do tube them. To... So you're saying <laughs> some guys like, so oh, uh, how about should... a tube? Tell me if I'm wrong about this. I think I follow. We go to this company that sells prefab studios. Mm-hmm. We buy a bunch of prefab studios. I'm thinking like twelve. We grind them up. We find <laughs> we find some sort of binding agent. I mean, I think we and need then to... we extrude them. <laughs> Like a sausage. Yeah. I think maybe and, – and I mean I think you're right. I mean I think obviously this, this, this kind of box has existed for a while. But you know, I do think we need, to, we need to market them specifically for podcasters. I mean I think you know, instead of this insulation, we can just put up like, you know, like tips for podcasting, like a sign that says, you know, don't know what to talk about. Find out if your guest was a nerd growing up. <laughs> Just other like helpful tips for podcasting. Right. I think that's really the only one you need, yeah. right? right? I think I'm going to really blow some minds on the next podcast I get asked to go on. And if anybody out there has a podcast, I'd love to come on it. I'm just going to talk about how I was a bully and a jock at high school <laughs> and really fucking – really blow some up. Fucking hated comic books. Always fucking hated the comic books. They're I the fucking worst. <laughs> it was great. Pushed them down. There was if they kid. were different, I didn't like them. There was this one kid in my high school named Poindexter. Oh, boy, boy, did he get a pounding. And you know yeah. what? It made me really happy. I, I had a really happy childhood being I felt a bully. powerful. Sure, I would I love to talk power. to you more about Alpha Flight, the Canadian uh, superheroes. <laughs> but instead, I'd like to talk about a little thing called pussy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was doing, nerd. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Seventh grade was a big pussy year for yeah. me. Yeah. That was really it. It was all downhill from there. <laughs> No, I'm saying... You were in your awkward phase. I was in my pussy phase. I'm just saying the people who make these boxes, they make them for whatever use, rape, podcast, <laughs> whatever, a grow box. I'm yep. sure there's a lot of weed being grown in these bad boys. Oh, you could totally <clears throat> grow weed in these. Mm-hmm. Maybe both. Like maybe sort of like rape slash weed, weed slash podcast. <laughs> you know what I've been growing in here is those kind of hanging tomatoes. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. They're really, they're really, they're good really flavor. Colorful. Good color. Uh, I have this. I have this. I took a friend of mine to get his to get his weed card the other day. I need <laughs> because he needed like I a chaperone. I'd renewed. Well, okay, he, okay. So me, I mean, I, this is a good buddy of mine, and he he was always bogarting my stash. Right. And I'm like, just just get the card. He's it's like, I don't wanna. Literally, never been easier to get. It's so yeah. High legally. So easy and. Uh, this buddy of mine is a, is a is a big tinkerer. Every time uh, we make like comedy videos, he's the guy who does all the special effects, and he's the guy who, you know, he's 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 one of these guys who will just dig in with like a you know After Effects program and learn it. You mm-hmm. know, uh, we play Street Fighter sometimes, and he um, imports joysticks from Japan, takes them apart, puts new rest- like orders parts online from like Japanese websites, and like 
modifies the joystick so it has the right amount of heft. Like this guy has like soldering tools to do this with. Like well, this guy's putting like buckshot in there for yeah, heft. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's. I he, like this totally. I mean, he has... got to get the sonic booms. Just so. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you're uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, you gotta. I mean, you know, with frame rates like they are. Yeah. Um. So this guy is like the. I mean, just such a different temperament than mine. Like I can never imagine tinkering with anything like it nothing nothing makes me feel more insane than the thought of tinkering with something you got a 3d printer but once you figured out it couldn't make toast you were out that was <laughs> yeah i just threw it right in the garbage yeah. um so we so you know he's he's been he's been you know mooching weed off me for a little more than a year and i'm like okay i'm going i'm going to i'm going to renew the card you have to come with me you have to come with me i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take this anymore and so we went. We went to the doctor's office. The doctor's office. <laughs> you can't even say it with a straight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got my new license, by the way, and it has my it has my ailment on it. Um, I'll show this to you guys. It's pretty cool. It says California on it. See, there we go. Uh, diagnosis: anxiety. Not high. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't think Ackerman is funny enough. <laughs> you do look pretty anxious. <laughs> <laughs> you do look pretty anxious in that picture, though. Like, hurry up. I want to oh, go God. get high. I've never looked crazier than I do in this. And I, I want to go get photo. high right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. This is like the... this. This photo. This is a photo like that they would be showing on Nancy Grace. Also, your pod card, I believe, is the flag of Iran. Yeah, it is. This it's, whole thing. Have you tried Iranian Kush? <laughs> the good shit. OG Iranian Kush. <laughs> good shit. They can drink. They can fuck before marriage. But I'll their weed is. so high. <laughs> this, this card. Literally looks worse than the ID cards at my four hundred student high school. Sure, like the, the like Glee Club or whatever the school boosters made right. in the hallway on a laminator mm-hmm. machine. Twenty dollars well spent. This. It doesn't even – it's not even full bleed. Look, the, the doctor color doesn't it. Look, go the to doctor, the edges. The doctor signed it on the back. That's like a dot matrix with a, printer. With a Sharpie, he signed <laughs> yeah, it. I believe it's that a, was – That's a legal document. I believe that was printed on a Lexmark. Just try and pull me over, LAPD. <laughs> um, how long is the – how long is the uh, – uh, how long are you interacting with uh, uh, Dr. Pot? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dr. Blazoid. Um <laughs> This was, oh god the the pot doctor this time it's usually like it's usually like a hot Middle Eastern woman that's the like Doc four twenty yeah Doc four twenty exactly <laughs> it's usually a hot Middle Eastern woman uh, in this case it was a it was a little old man in a uh, sky blue turtleneck and a a um, gray sport coat he's I mean probably ninety <laughs> he had this little you know they they just kind of buy these zones in strip malls yeah and they give him this little office and he was playing classical music in there and he took my blood pressure and. Uh, asked me what I had, and I love the blood yeah. Take the blood. Just like we have to do one <laughs> we thing. Do we something. have to do a thing. All right. It was either this or buy a bunch of tongue depressors, and that's yeah. just gross. Come on. Oh, so I'm making this. Strap point. in. I'm making this. Oh, I, so I take my friend Mike. We both get these cards, and um, we then we go to the. I took him. Took him to his to his first first dispensary. We got to go in together. Usually. Like he would wait in the car while I went and bought a spot. <laughs> right. And um, are you not even allowed to go inside the dispensary? You are not. No. Yeah. If you're if you're not uh, licensed, you can't even go in. Uh, they have it's an armed guard situation. Yeah. I've, well, I've seen the armed guards. These are locked. These are locked down tight. Yeah. Uh, so what's what's the what's the green easy on third? Right there. Good work. Give me something free the next time I come in. Um, <laughs> and um, 
and his... that's what we have, by the way. <laughs> Our audience, we got the we got one comic book store. Shout out to Secret Headquarters. Sure, yeah, hello that everybody. Place is great. Secret Headquarters. We got one pot dispensary. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, if, if only, <laughs> if only. If we could get a Thai restaurant, we'd have a perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's all you need. <laughs> what more? Um, and his his initial. Like so, you know, we had the we had our bud tender going over all the all the strains that they had, and Mike's first reaction was he was kind of listening to the whole spiel. He's like, "Uh huh, uh huh, I should start growing this." Like that, <laughs> yeah, that tinkerer. Yeah, even, like he and he had this like, we've got a balcony, and uh, I could probably set up some lamps if Margot would let me. Yeah, anyway, so he just immediately started <laughs> yeah. like creating a pot greenhouse in his head. It was amazing, like that. We that should... spirit is just so ingrained. I was anyway. going to ask when you said he was a tinker. I was like, why the fuck is he not just cleared out some space in the closet? Before and... he had bought, before he had bought Graham one, he <laughs> wanted to. He wanted to grow it. Anyways, it's an amazing quality. I wish I had more of that. Do you? Ha- would you say that you have a green thumb? <laughs> yes. No, I don't. I don't have a green thumb. I wish I. I wish I loved horticulture so much. Would horticulture. have you? You're you're an enthusiast from way back, Nick. I'm not trying to yeah, call fairly, you out. Fairly way back. Um, have you ever grown illegal plants? I have not. I have you ever a, had like a buddy that grows them? I've known like at, not buddy acquaintances. I've had acquaintances who like when I, my wife was in grad school and there was a guy who was growing it just like on a shelf in his closet, like not even a full grow room. But I. My love of marijuana is surpassed only by my laziness. <laughs> so, unlike so many, <laughs> yeah, so many industrious potheads. No, I, if I had a big house and a yard, at some point I would throw a plant in the ground and you know see what happens. Sure. But I don't have any. It's so, it's so easy to just walk in and buy it. Like I don't have the patience. Can to I say something a about throwing a plant, plant in the ground? Incidentally, mm-hmm. I went to the children's museum the other day mm-hmm. with my son. There's a table there where they're giving away tree saplings. So I say, yeah, I'd like, I want a tree. Just for sure. free? Free tree? Sure. Yeah. Shit, yeah. yeah. Not an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm pro-tree. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what I mean? You, you, pay ta- do- you pay the taxes that go into that museum. <laughs> yeah. You're entitled to that tree. Down with carbon dioxide, up with oxygen. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. Let's control that erosion. So I got this tree sapling. It's like uh, <laughs> erosion. You know, it's it's some kind of a pine. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one of these. What pines. Is it coniferous? Yeah, it's a it's like a coniferous pine. Probably. Also, sapling sounds like an insult from like Leave It to Beaver. Don't what be such a sapling. <laughs> I got it home. I don't have a very big backyard, and I have a pretty small back front yard too. And it said that I needed to leave like a three foot radius around it. So I didn't want to put it right in the middle of my backyard because then it sort of restricts the running room. So I sort of put it in the corner of my backyard. And I got, I had a trowel. No, mm-hmm. not a trowel. A, uh, a lathe. Aid. Yeah. A lathe. <laughs> David Spade I, was I had over. An, <laughs> I had an awl. Right. Um, <laughs> I had a belt sander. Mm-hmm. I got up in there. Your yard because <laughs> like you over prepared for this mm-hmm. uh, for this free tree. It's all leather back there. And I I planted this tree. Yeah, I got my Boy <laughs> Scout leather working yeah. tools. Mm-hmm. I um I planted this tree, and you know the tree is, was the idea for the 
the the child to like help plant the tree. And yeah, then but kind my of son's like, not sure. He's. They said they asked. They said, "Do you do you want your son to sign this pledge that he's going to take care of the plants mm. and take care of this tree?" Yeah, and I said, "My son is two and a half years yeah. old. Mm-hmm. You know, he can he can't even if he looks it's he can't even put a sticker on the right <laughs> right cabinet that he's trying to put a sticker on." <laughs> <laughs> You children's museum moron. Yeah. He's sitting in his own filth right now, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and so I planted this tree, but I'm having deep second thoughts about this tree. Oh, yeah? But I don't want to be a tree killer. What are your second thoughts? What, what are you if the tree about? grows? And like, what if this tree is ruins, a success? Like, ruins your pipes and your. It, I don't know what trees do. They get in there, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. They, right. It's like, it's like a. Uh, there's more that the eye can see, like under the under the earth. It's all sorts of crazy shit going on down and there. And this tree doesn't benefit me in any way. Yeah. This isn't a fruit tree. This isn't an avocado tree. What about its What about its beauty? Oh, it's not very beautiful right now. I'll tell you, it's just a sapling. Yeah. Well, is it? Could it maybe be a be a home to birds? I mean, if the bird, I mean, my concern would be. If the bird tried to sit down on the tree, mm-hmm. could be injured. Yeah. Because there's no branches yet. <laughs> it's just a stick pointing sure. out of the ground, a six-inch tall stick. I'm deeply concerned that this tree may grow. Jesse, it, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Like, that part that you're worried about, like, it's going to grow. So do I kill it now? <laughs> do I move it? I think if I move it, it'll just okay, die. Okay, worst-case right? scenario. Worst case scenario, you leave this tree and what happens? What are you? Are you just worried about unknowns? It becomes mm. a cyborg. Oh, well, <laughs> worst. You did no, say, the... To be fair, you did say worst case. Yeah, that is. You know, that is the worst case. <laughs> cyborgs are unpredictable. Potentially some kind of zombie. Yeah, sure. nobody loves a zombie cyborg. Yeah. I worst case no. scenario, it grows taller. I guess it could knock my fence over. Mm-hmm. I also there were two kinds. One grew in a triangle shape. Like a Christmas tree, mm-hmm. and one grew with with a with a with a cloudy top, and then a, a trunk underneath. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a like a willow tree. Yeah, like, like a willow tree, but without the hanging because right. it's like some kind of fur. Mm-hmm. Well, here's something I think you have to be concerned I don't, about. Here's my point. No, I don't remember which of these I took. Okay, <laughs> you were in a you were in a daze. I was in a I was all hyped up on free tree. Sure. No, I get it. What about the potential for climbing and or tire swings? Yeah. Is that well, an upside that you have not Number thought about? one, yes, that's a potential upside, depending on which one of these two types of trees mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I picked the Christmas tree one because I felt like if I picked the other one, there was less tree and I was getting gypped. Yeah, no, yeah. You definitely want to take the maximum tree. That's my. That's what I kind of remember, but I don't remember it co- with confidence. So if you planted something in your backyard that's going to be like a giant Christmas tree eventually, you just broke your son's arm. Yeah. Basically is what you just did. Yeah, well, because he's going to be swinging from the center of the tree <laughs> like, <laughs> sort of like a maypole or like a tetherball mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> This is going to do a little, like, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I... Here's what I'm concerned about is right. that there's there are legal ramifications of this. I mean, okay. you're, did you sign the Children's Museum pledge to take care of the tree? 
That is a document as legally it. binding uh, as my medical marijuana card. Uh, uh. I had an old man mark it with an X. Okay. <laughs> he may or may not have been a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he had at least some medical training. He took my blood pressure. <laughs> he could have just been an army <laughs> medic. He offered you a tongue depressor. <laughs> <laughs> I love when the guy, the, when the pod doctors asked you, like, and what, what, what do you need this for? And you just resist everything. Every urge in your body just wants to go, come on, man. I know. I wonder what, <laughs> come if, you, on. what if you just went in there with the jokiest attitude? Because <laughs> right. they're such crazy. I mean, they're like, I mean, this place had like green Christmas lights all over the <laughs> waiting room. I mean, what if you just went in there like, time to blaze, boys? <laughs> Can they legally kick you out for acting like that? Oh, what is my ailment? Back migraines. And... <laughs> I think if and you have a foot stress. <laughs> what if you, stress. Jordan, what if you just went in there and just sort of threw your hands up and went, wasting disease? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Excess productivity? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's great. Okay. If, if you have an answer to my tree conundrum. Yeah. What to, yeah. It could take down my fence. Oh, boy. It's here's, near my fence. Here's what I'm concerned about. If you... If you I mean, I don't know what kind of land your house is built on, but if you dirty prematurely kill this tree, are you worried about ghost trees? <laughs> We're worried about the tree coming back for revenge. Uh, undoubtedly. Yeah. That's I mean, I don't know if you, you know, are on any kind of like native land or <laughs> I you should know, probably where kill I... it. You're saying I, if I'm going to kill it, I should kill it before it gets cones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because those could be, could be dangerous projectiles. If you leave the tree and it does pose some sort of problem, then you get to do maybe the manliest thing of all time, which is cut down a tree. Yeah. What <laughs> if? How about this? Right now, it's six inches tall. <laughs> what? What if I get like a little? You know, like a little pipe saw, and cut, instead of digging it up, I just cut it down right now. So you just want a little tree stump? Oh, well, you should or because you should make it look scissors. like your your two children are holding the upside ends of the saw. <laughs> Dress them up like little lumberjacks. Can you sort of mold it and do basically um, like a little uh, bonsai? Like you know, just sort of keep it oh, under control, yeah. like. I don't know. I aspire to put it into a jar or something like that. I aspire to landscaping in my backyard. Mm-hmm. Topiary? Yeah, like a all topiary thing. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a real tinkerer when it comes to <laughs> Um yeah, I'm going to have like a Victorian garden mm-hmm. with walking paths, water features. Um yeah, it's about 15 by 15 Victorian child ghosts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I think I might hire a landscaper. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to dig it up because I'm kind of proud that I got it to stand up straight when I put it in mm-hmm. and that it's not dead. It's, pretty, it's cool. And also, it was, and it was free. You don't want to waste money, you know, you don't want to waste an opportunity. I should have planted in the hill by my house. Yeah. Out, out in the wild. Maybe think, like a Craigslist free, like just put it on Craigslist. Anybody wants this tree, come dig it up. Don't even <laughs> ring the doorbell. Don't bother us. Just by the time, like I, then I just leave to go to the grocery store. By the time I get back, my house just looks like a construction site. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's just mounds of dirt <laughs> everywhere. You didn't see the tree. Everything has been dug up. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. 
Nick Repeat Adams. Hey, Jordan and I are on our way to SF Sketchfest. If you're listening this week and you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, do not miss it. Don't be a dunce. Yeah, why would you? Just take Why the, would you be a dunce? Take the Google bus up. Hop on the Google bus. Just hop on the Google Come bus. Come on to the Eureka Theater, 1 p.m. They got a Google ferry now. Take the Google ferry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get in the... Get, Hop on the Bing barge. Get in the dirigible. <laughs> oh, Bing. Get in the dirigible. Let's do this. You know what I mean? Get out there. Saturday afternoon, special guests, Mr. Scott Simpson from You Look Nice Today, Stand Up World of Stand Up Comedy, Just Being Handsome, Mr. Rob Cordry from Film, Television, Children's Hospital, Being Handsome. And who knows what else might happen? Probably just those two things. <laughs> Most honestly, likely. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, probably that. It, I don't know that yeah. we'll get anything else together, but that's good enough. Yeah, we might do a it's... Chinese New Year thing. <laughs> sure. Get some lion dancers in there. Yeah. You know, hard to say. We'll probably just toss some firecrackers into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Gung hey, fat choy, my friends. <laughs> and on Sunday- It's the year of the horse, so I'll be uh, kicking anybody who gets too close to me. <laughs> and on Sunday afternoon, I'll be hosting- uh, a tr- uh, SF Sketchfest tribute to Coil and Sharp. Um, our friend Mal Sharp will be there along with uh, the two Mats from the Upright Citizens Brigade and James Richmith from Casper Hauser. And we're going to be talking about the probably one of the all-time great San Francisco comedy things, Coil and Sharp. Um, it's totally amazing. Uh, it's impossible to describe. So search for Coil and Sharp in iTunes and listen to a couple of their things. And th- remember, as you listen to them, that not only are they hilarious, they're so hilarious that they translate 50-plus years later. Mm-hmm. And Mal is such a cool guy. We'll have such a great time talking to Mal. So buy tickets for those two shows. You can find ticket links on our website, MaximumFun.org. There is a calendar right there. Or you can just go straight to sfsketchfest.com. We'll talk to you in a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Nick Adams, aka Repeat. Nick, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. It's always fun to be here. Um, when something momentous happens to you and our audience, we ask you to call us. Our number is 206-984-4FUN. You share your stories with us. We then, in turn, share them with our listening audience of thousands of people around this great nation and this beautiful blue marble that we call, <laughs> that we call Earth. Uh, it's Earth. Do you want to take, can is? we take that again? Brian, can we take that again? Jesse said Earth instead of Earth. Okay. Around this great nation and this beautiful blue marble that we call the Earth. You know, we, I think we've got to move on, so that's going to have to be good enough. Can I try it one more time? You can just – we'll do some ADR after you just – we'll bring him in. He'll record it. Yeah. Can, can I just – I just want to take I, – I feel like I can get it. Okay. I mean, we're going to mm-hmm. go over time on the box, but sure. Okay. We're spinning – in this great nation, yeah. and the marble blue, I'm calling it. You know, you didn't even say it. You just said <laughs> What's nothing. Wrong? 
That was the What's worst the one yet. That was the worst but one. But emotionally, yet. he was right that time. Yeah, like, no, he had I mean, the right. Sure, sure. I mean, if we're going on vibe, yeah, right? almost. that's what we were looking for. I felt like I was really singing. We were looking yeah. for a kind of a Carl Sagan cosmos. I felt like I was really singing that time. Yeah, but again, the problem is that you got most of the words wrong. <laughs> I think and it's you didn't about the say feeling. the name of. It's about passion. Right. It's sort follow, of, it's like your, a, follow your passion. That's like how Sagan. Bob Dylan doesn't have a classically great voice. Right. But his passion yeah, but and his songwriting is so strong. People won't know what he's talking about. I think. I think. Do I people think, know what Bob Dylan's talking about? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what? To sandwiches? Or? Mm-hmm. I think it's about yes, a. Sandwiches. And sandwiches. A, I think there's a song about a storm that's coming. And it, <laughs> I can't. I couldn't. Honestly, I couldn't tell you. The, the moral of the story is. That no matter where you are on this big, fat, round guy. Planet. Go ahead. Sharing with us yeah. stories, dreams, momentous occasions. I'm just, I'm really <laughs> not looking forward to what happens when you go electric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ow, be ow, so ow, oh, oh, <laughs> Get your finger out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and guests. Uh, my name's Joel, and I work at a country club, and my momentous occasion just happened. I'm here on a very a Jew got in morning. No one is here. None of the members are here. No other employees are here. And I just pooped in the members-only bathroom. I am so happy. Today's going to be a good day. Can I tell you about... I used to... Just use every bathroom in the opera house mm-hmm. in San Francisco when I worked in the opera house. One of my jobs was I would have to show up and then replace all the light bulbs. Mm-hmm. Like every – there's a huge number of light bulbs in the San Francisco opera house. And, you know, like the little ones on the sides of the mm-hmm. rows of seats. And, right, right. And so I would have this cart with a bunch of different kinds of light bulbs and I'd just walk around just using every bathroom, drinking – the little tiny bits of soda that were left in the soda <laughs> shoots. You know what I'm talking about? Like you, the soda machine, you press the button, then a little bit comes right. out. Even, mm. if the, even if the bag is disconnected, yeah. there's some left in the hose. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what device this is. This it's when a soda dispenser. Psst. But you're, like why is the, there no soda in it? It's disconnected from the bag. Oh, so you're just drinking this like, <laughs> this like still soda? Mm-hmm. No, there's bubbles. It's like soda backwash. Okay, it's just the ju- soda juices mm-hmm. that combine with the bubbles mm-hmm. to make your favorite drink. Okay, there's only a tiny bit, so you just go rip, and then you get just what's left of the soda juices from the pipe, because the pipe's not connected to anything gotcha. anymore. Okay, because they took that home at the end of the day, okay. I see. just in case somebody went around trying to drink all the soda. <laughs> sure, mm-hmm. maybe a little floor popcorn. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, <laughs> you think they got? Can I ask you a question, Nick? Have you been to the opera? <laughs> they got so it's floor slim jims. <laughs> they got soda, so it's not a big stretch. Yeah. That's a good point. Point Just taken. Snorting up the Sopranos uh, Coke, her little bits of Coke that she didn't do. Have either of you guys ever been to a country club? No, I don't think so. I, I one time I got married at a country club. That's the only time I've been. How'd that go? That was great. 
This was a native country club in Alaska. <laughs> Orcas only. In Alaska, they no don't spurs. have reservations. All the Native Americans got country clubs. Wow. Yeah. Pretty it's good deal. Pretty sweet. Pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. Mineral rights. <laughs> yeah. They got the oil and the gold. They're yeah. pretty they're living pretty fat up there. No, this is just like my in laws live in um a suburb of Seattle called Snoqualmie. Mm. There's like country club. That they're not even that's just it's just a great place to have a wedding. So I don't know anything. It's about just it. the local wedding spot. One of the the many local wedding spots. What's another good example? Uh, backyard, big backyard. I sure. Know. I don't know anything about that town, honestly. Uh, Kingdom. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Key Arena. Yeah. Lots of people get married in the Key Arena. That famous library. It's just sitting there empty now. Yeah. So I think that's we've we've really rounded up some of the great some of Seattle's hottest wedding spots. Mm-hmm. Not Seattle. Oh, that fish throwing place. Sure, <laughs> Pike's Market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's actually called that fish throwing place. Is not the, sure. the technical name mm-hmm. is that the, the colloquial yeah. name is yeah. Pike's Place. Market. You may kiss the bride and catch this trout. Right in the grill. That's what they say. Um, no, I've never been to a country club. Um, I've I been still. I'm not really clear on why you go to one golf. Golf, but tennis, also why does pool. a nun? Okay, it's, and it's like it's you know it's nice. It's mm. because it's private and it costs a ton of money. So the locker room is like amazing, and sure. the showers are really nice, and the food is good. And I don't know. So it's like a YMCA without the homeless. Do you yeah, have to without pay, the. Do you have to riffraff. pay for the food? Uh, I don't I think. You, I think Brian's saying yes. Brian's yeah. been to a yeah. country club. Brian owns a country club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just something he's sort of slumming right now. <laughs> I um I've never been to a country club but I have been to a private club. Mm-hmm. I went to uh I had a meeting our producer of the producer put this on in London uh was a member of a private club and had a meeting with me there and they thought he would I would be very impressed by it. Um I think and it's just weird. It's mostly just weird. Was it nice? Yeah. But I mean, it was nice. I mean, it was nice in the way that, like, a nice library is mm-hmm. nice. I guess there's no food at a nice library, <laughs> so that's an advantage of the private club. I have a friend who had, uh, who was in a wine and food show at Soho House mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles, which is a uh, private club, and um, I went to that. And yeah, again, I think it's uh, yeah. I guess I just don't. I I, I probably. I have never wanted – I've never thought to my – or there have, not, there have been a few times in my life where I've thought, there's too much riffraff in here. Mm, I can right. probably count the amount of times on one hand. <laughs> in general, I'm fine with a place being full of riffraff. Mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Are I, you fine with being in the same room as the rapper Riff Raff? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The James Franco's character was based on in Spring Breakers. That guy's pretty amazing. I would love to meet that guy. Sure. If I could be – I would join a country club – of which Riff Raff, the rapper, was a member. I think. I think. I. My whole thing is, you know, you know what's pretty sweet, just being rich. Like, there's already a private club. It's called being really, really wealthy <laughs> right. and living in a really nice neighborhood. It's like you know, in a nice neighborhood, the library is better, the community center is better, the YMCA is better. But like, America's so infatuated with richness that we had to like create other enclaves of wealthiness, like. Fucking Soho House. Like, let just me, go to a nice restaurant. Let me ask you guys a follow-up question here on this same line of questioning. Have you ever played golf? Jordan, I'm going to start with you. <clears throat> uh, yes, I'm very good at golf. Just kidding. I've never played golf. Yeah, okay. D- yeah. Nick, have you ever played I golf? I have not. See, now I could – Nick, 
despite the fact that you're an African-American gentleman, perhaps because of it, Tiger Woods, everybody. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? That's pretty good. I could imagine you Jesse was actually introducing Tiger me. Woods. He's here. He's our surprise <laughs> guest. I would have put the odds of you having played golf at 35%. I am not I'm not anti-golf. It's just like I haven't played golf for the same reason I have never played lacrosse. It just has never presented itself <laughs> as an opportunity. I'm not and my well, in-laws live on a golf course. Like they're literally like they're steps gophers. away from <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Native American gophers. Yeah. Um, no, I just have never had an opportunity to, to do it. And at, also, at a certain age, I'm just like, I don't want to be shitty at something. You know, it's like why I don't bowl more often. It's like you go, you're like, this is kind of fun. I should do this more often. Yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not going to make a point to go bowling. Yeah, I, I feel like I love I love bowling for about like five frames into it. I'm like, <laughs> right. this is the best. Yay! I'm doing nothing but this. Yeah. And I'm just so bored by the yeah. end. It's not, yeah. What about putt-putt? I like, I like a good putt-putt. I like, oh, I like putt-putt. That's a lot of fun. When I was growing up in North Carolina, there were, I'm pretty sure these were regionally televised, but televised putt-putt competitions. What? Wow. Yeah, like a nice Sunday afternoon. Wow. To sort of not were rednecks. Between, were they between the blacks and the whites? <laughs> no, it wasn't broken down on racial barriers. Based on what I saw, it seems like the white guys had sort of cornered the professional yeah. semi-pro putt-putt market. But I know this would be... This would probably be the most obnoxious hipster thing in in the world. But if there was like an after hours drinking putt putt place, I'd probably go to it. Yeah, I could think yeah. that would probably be oh, pretty God. fun. Yeah, no, because there's like that three hole. Was that that's like a nine hole place in like Atwater, right? Like right on the other side of the five. If they just had some fucking thing with Uber and they're like come get shit face and take a car sure, home and yeah. play golf. Absolutely. They had like a challenge, like on the in the eighth hole, you have to chug a beer. Right, or, right. Yeah, sure. One of the worst oh, fights. I would, oh, I would do that yeah. and feel so bad Abs- about it. Absolutely. One of the worst fights I ever had with my dad was when I was about 17 years old, and he and my brother uh, and I went to play miniature golf, and I beat him just barely in the first round. And uh, he went, and he announced that we were going to play another round. And <laughs> I said, I I want to go do the batting cages, and he thought that I want I I wanted to go do the batting cages because I prefer batting cages to putt putt. Mm-hmm. Um, but he thought I was just saying no you wanna... once and always champion. Right, right. <laughs> and he flipped out on me. <laughs> he flipped the fuck out. It was like we had. We were screaming at each other on this miniature <laughs> golf course in front of my brother. Is like my brother, my poor brother was like nine years old, you know, and he's he had finished third. And uh, your dad, he was he went you, your dad, your brother. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah, we 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 screamed at each other for fifteen minutes, um, and then I, I mean, I just went and played and uh, did uh, batting cages. Mm-hmm. Did at you the family fun center? Did you like slide in? Aptly named family fun center. <laughs> did you try to slide in any sort of like Vietnam references subtly, just to sort of throw your dad off, like freak him <laughs> out, like maybe think he was like, "God, Dad, no, we're done. Get up to the flight deck. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go to the LZ. What? Uh, let's take another call. <laughs> hey, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is a uh, new listener, Josh, in Orange County. Uh, I was calling in with a momentous occasion. Um, This morning I was driving to work, and I passed a guy on the street, um, the only guy at a bus stop, and he was in his late 60s, it looked like, and he had 
warm clothes on, and uh, his cane was resting against the bench of the bus stop, and he was doing push-ups, and I thought that was great. Uh, old guy getting fit, doing push-ups in the bus stop. Thank you, guys, and uh, love the show. Bye. I'm a, I'm a big fan of this momentous occasion, first of all. I want to say great. that. It's great. It's just generally, I don't even have any snark, but right. it's just great. Yeah. But that's two creepy phone sex voices. In the <laughs> guys, when you call no. the show, let's talk, in, let's talk in clear. <laughs> right. Let's talk in clear, conversational tones. Mm-hmm. Maybe just a deep breath before you start talking. Just like, <gasps> so you have a lot of energy and you're sort of up. Yeah. I... Smile while you talk. <laughs> if you smile, they, we can't see it, yeah. but we can hear it. You're smiling. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, guest. My name is Frank. I'm calling from Fresno. Feeling pretty good right now. I saw a baby duck standing on top of a goat's head. <laughs> Hi, uh, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Pete from Des Moines. Um, My baby son, who I love with all my heart. I mean, when I say I love him with all my heart, I mean, I feel like I didn't know what love was until my son was born. Anyway, I just gave him... His first Werther's original. (laughs) And he says, Daddy, this is the best dinner I've ever had. (laughs) I mean, can you believe how cute that is? Jordan, Jesse, Ghost, Craig, (laughs) calling from down here in Angola. (laughs) Just served 37 years in prison. Was recently exonerated because of the DNA evidence on the Innocence Project. And every day truly is a blessing. Right on. Jordan. <laughs> Jesse. Go. <laughs> My name is Barack. I'm calling from Washington, D.C. <laughs> Just address the nation. <laughs> And share my priorities <laughs> for the future. I think I think Boehner was into it. He didn't applaud a lot, but I know I know that guy. I know his heart. You don't see the same guy that I see. <laughs> Jordan, this is this is Angela calling from Germany. Ooh, Angela. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Barbara Gray, and I'm weird for beards. I'm Tess Barker, and I have good taste and bad ideas. I'm Brandy Posey, and I've been dead the whole time. We're Lady to Lady, a new podcast on Maximum Fun. It's the three of us girls, a fourth girl that we invite to come hang out with us, and sometimes characters that drop in. We're weird, we're fun, we're here, we're queer. (laughs) (laughs) We're here. We're We're weird, we're fun, we're here, we're queer, we're here. We like beer. (laughs) (laughs) You can find us on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. See you soon.
It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Nick Repeat Adams. It's been a pleasure having you back on the program, Nick. It's been too long. Tell me about this television program that you're uh, writing on. I just We just finished season three of uh, the TBS show Men at Work, which is currently airing Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's got the old Danny Masterson from that 70s show. It was created uh, by TV and films Breckenmeyer. Um, it's a really fun show. That guy seems like a fun guy. Every time I see that guy on a talk show, he acquits himself exceptionally well. He's a lovely, charming dude. Like, you meet someone like that in person, and you're like, okay, I get it. I see why you've been doing this for a couple of decades. You're, And he's funny. He's like, he does a lot of voices. He does, like, voices on Robot Chicken, which he co-created with uh, Seth Green. Seth, yeah. And uh, does a hell of a McConaughey. You know, hmm. pretty funny guy. Great, to, great guy to work for. I like which a good McConaughey. Good. Who doesn't like a good McConaughey? Um, I like, there was a hot. There was a hot second when I think maybe when Danny Masterson was at the height of his fame, mm-hmm. where people were telling me that I looked like Danny Masterson, and I think I was annoyed at the time. But I welcome. <laughs> I would really love to welcome the day when people telling me I look like Danny Masterson instead of the other people. People tell me I look like <laughs> who, who are the other people? Jack Osborne is a big one. Uh, Ozzy Osborne's terrible son. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways. Patton Oswalt, who I'm a fa- who I'm a fan of, mm-hmm. I'd be hard pressed to find a bigger fan of right. Patton Oswalt's comedy. It's comedy. You have better hair than Patton. Ed, Thank you. you have much better hair. America, here's the rule: Is this person famous for being attractive? If being attractive is part of what they're famous for, then you can say so and so. You look like such and sure. such. It doesn't. They. It's not about them. Being famous for being ugly. Mm-hmm. Almost no one is famously no. ugly. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like Willem Dafoe and that's it. Just, <laughs> just, and at I least I still Will- fuck Willem Dafoe though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. He's great. Let's to be real. honest. He's great. I, I mean, you guys saw, you guys saw Antichrist, right? <laughs> Who wouldn't fuck Willem Dafoe in that movie? You can say you look like blah, 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 only if blah, blah, blah is a person who is famous for being attractive. Mm-hmm. For being attractive. And you can't put any qualifiers on it. Like, you can't say you look like a the fat <laughs> version of somebody and, and you know older. What? And I don't want to hear positive qualifiers. Sure. You can't say... Mm-hmm. A taller. Yeah, sure. you can't say, oh, you look like... A, a taller Clint Howard. Like a handsomer <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Sure. You know what I mean? Because that's not Steve Buscemi. I still remind no. you of Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah. And then you can't... Right, and then you can't say, "But they're so funny, they're mm-hmm. so good in this." Mm-hmm. But you, you weren't, said, "Look, you like. weren't complimenting my humor right. or my acting ability or how good I am on Boardwalk mm-hmm. Empire." <laughs> yeah, if you said to one of us, "You are as good on Boardwalk you look like a much less creepy Paz de la Huerta." <laughs> Okay, if you want to email us, it's jjgo at maximumfun.org. Our telephone number, 206-984-4FUN. Buy your tickets now to see us at SF Sketch Fest or come out to Make Your Thing, makeyourthing.la. It is a Kickstarter. It is time delimited. There's only a couple of weeks. So uh, make that a priority in your life. Our producer, Brian Fernandez, Sonny D over there on the boards, our guest, Nick Adams, right around Men at Work. Watch that on the TBS network. Check it out. Very funny. We'll, be, we'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go. Adios. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.